Hello and welcome to another episode of Plus Ultra. My name is Max Newland. My name is Emmy Linders. And this is the show where we watch and review every episode of My Hero Academia. And we just did it. Season finale. Yeah. Episode 13 of season one. Congratulations, everyone. We've made it. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much for for sticking around. <laughs> Not that it was that hard. Not that it was difficult or painful at all. Uh, well, d- it was emotionally painful. In part parts. of it was emotionally difficult. <laughs> uh, this is episode 13 uh, in all of their hearts. Is that right? In each of our hearts. In each of Close our hearts. Close enough. It's a good... It's a good title to make you feel sappy and emotional. Uh, the recap in in front of this one kind of goes uh, goes over uh, the fight against Nomu again. Yeah, we get to see it a second time. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, set Team to Rocket not- blasting off again. <laughs> Team Nomu blasting off again. Ding. Ding. We even got the star. Yeah, right? This one has the title track music, My Hero Academia, going behind it. Mm-hmm. Shigaraki's still mad. He's no longer convinced that All Might is degrading anymore. He's like, he's just as strong. He's just as fast as he's always been. Yeah, now he's just pissed off. Rational thoughts are not a thing in his mind. <laughs> and this is the last time we're going to see this intro animation. Yeah, it's bittersweet. Like, I'm glad that we're moving on to the next part. But at the same time, I'm sad to see it go. Hey, don't be uh, don't be sad because it's over. Be glad because it happened. That's what they say, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that so after the intro, we sort of jump back to what's going on with Team Momo over in the rock slide zone. Yeah, they've got suddenly another adversary, which was like the Dawn of the Dead Hand that came out a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. Here he is. He looks Here like he is. Punisher with a lot of warts all over his skin. Is kind of what he looks like. He's got Kaminari held hostage. Uh, and because he says he feels a certain kinship with other electric types, he doesn't want to kill him. But this is like Raichu and Pikachu. Yeah, <laughs> Kaminari is a little bit Pikachu-y, isn't he? Yeah, he's got the yellow hair with the black highlights. Even the, the black highlights look like uh, a lightning bolt. Ooh. Oh, pretty. Oh, I think that was Kohei on purpose. Oshikori. Just like Jiro with her, like the EKG waves in her hair and stuff. Speaking of Jiro, she's the first one to get a bright idea here. Yeah, Momo, I'm surprised that it took Momo a second to catch on to this because she's like, the fuck are you doing? Jero's trying to distract this. We don't, I don't think this villain has a name. He's just like anonymous electric quirk user number two. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) she's, she's like, man, you quirk users with electricity are just like, you guys are happening right now. I mean, you could do all kinds of stuff. And Momo's like, what the fuck? What What are are you doing? doing? Shut up. Shut up! And then she realizes that Jero's uh, earphone jack is like quietly sneaking its way down to her calf, and she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah." She doesn't have to move to use her quirk. That's really neat, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think it, when I first, when when Jiro was first introduced, I was kind of like, "This is a really weird mm-hmm. quirk. I don't know how you could use this for hero stuff." But that's the whole deal of this show: is that like, it doesn't really matter what your quirk is so much as what you do with it and who you are and the choices you make. Yeah. Because like, there's a couple of the heroes in their class who don't rely on much of their physical attributes to use their quirks, like her and then um, Koji. Even even Tokuyami, I mean, he's physically fit, but Dark Shadow is not really his body doing no. something. So. And so she's about to plug into her speakers and give this dude... You know, knock this dude out with her heartbeat sounds, but he notices what's going on because he's not an idiot. Can you hear my heartbeat? 
god. <laughs> Sorry, I've been rewatching Yuri on Ice, so like I hear the word heartbeat and I'm like, oh, I gotta start. It's it's that time of year. It Everybody's is. watching Yuri on Dude, Ice. I've been falling asleep to it every night. Can I tell you, I made it like three episodes in and I bounced off and it you, wasn't because yeah, I wanted to stop watching it. Did I even, br I think I might have brought this up in the last episode. I'm sorry. It was one of the, one of the recent episodes you told me and you need to go back and just watch the rest. Cause you I know the thing that happens at the end. Oh, you do? I know the big spoiler. With the, there's a couple of big spoilers. Okay. So maybe there's, I shouldn't mention which one it is that I know. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> there's a few big spoilers in that show. Anyway. Well, shit. Well, well, now that I have time, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, my Hero Academia is not on TV anymore. Yes, there you go. For now. For so, now. so the villain who has uh, who has Kaminari held hostage decides he's going to increase the stakes because he saw Jiro over there. Mm -hmm. And the deal has changed. The deal was, if you guys you know remain still and comply, then nobody's going to get hurt. And we're just going to keep you hostage. The new deal is either both of you die or Kaminari dies. And you get to pick. <sighs> And they're like, well, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't make that choice. And to make it even worse, all the other villains are like regaining consciousness around them. So like all of the people they just knocked out are starting to sort of come to. And it's getting really bad uh, oh, over yeah. there. <clears throat> and we kind of cut back. Yeah, we cut back over to Shigaraki still scratching his neck. He does this a lot it's in this bleeding. episode. And it makes me really like it's upsetting just yeah. seeing him scratch at his neck so much because like I start doing it when he's doing it. I'm like, oh, ew. Ew, you're going to bleed. Stop that. Uh, and by the way, I think this might be the first time we actually hear his name. Oh, yeah. His full name. Because Kurogiri calls him Tomura Shigaraki. Which is interesting that he refers to him by his full name, I think. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting a little bit ahead, though. Oh, we are? Because, uh, so, All Might is kind of egging him on, mm -hmm. pointing out that Shigaraki said he was going to clear this level. And so he's like, come at me if you dare, which... Side comment here, you might want to like not use that yeah. method of provoking do him if you're in such a bad spot. So then Kirishima tells the group that they should go try and rejoin the others because they don't want to get in the way or get taken right. hostage. Right, and LOL, All Might's got this handle. LOL, 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 hostage. Yeah, no, no there's I, not going to be any fucking prisoners from this. I laughed about that, though. <laughs> oh, is that the thing that you thought was No, 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 was there's, funny some, no there's something else. <laughs> but I just thought that it was funny that Kirishima's like, hey, guys, we don't want to get it. We don't want to get taken hostage. Just he has a very innocent and like youthful energy in this episode. Yeah, and then Deku, of course, is again the only one who knows what's up. Um, he sees the steam. He sees the the like the smoke coming off of All Might's yeah. body, not just from the ground. And All Might's like, well, if I move like even an inch, then I'm gonna go back to my weak form. So he has to stall until the faculty <laughs> arrives. And so he's, he's like, you guys down. better surrender right now. And I'm like, can you? I I mean, I don't have a suggestion for how we should have stalled other than this but knowing Shigaraki's temper I'm like I don't know if you should be telling him I dare you to come over here and beat me because I mean he's probably gonna come over and try to beat you and try to beat you so yeah, so yeah uh this is the part then where Kurigiri's like hey man hey chill uh, out it's all good <laughs> <laughs> like slow down can you observe our surroundings for a second all might is totally weaker and and all of the villains, not just in the landslide zone where uh, Team Momo is, but all of the villains everywhere seem to be coming to around yep. this time. Their posse is coming back together. And, okay, I'll, he observes 
albeit incorrectly, that the kids are frozen in fear, which to me, <laughs> I think the kids are frozen there waiting for the villains to do something. Uh-huh. They I seem mean, ready. They're knees weak, arms <laughs> wait, no, And no, it no. is <laughs> it is some of the most capable kids in one A who are there also. Yeah. You've got Deku, Bakugo, Todoroki, and Kirishima. Four of I would say four of the most like active participants. You know, the four of the people most likely to step in when something's going to bo- go bad. Yeah, exactly. And so Shigaraki's like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. You know what? Oh, you got right. a good point. You're right. The final boss <laughs> is already here. What, what am I doing? <laughs> he snaps out of it completely. I think that's so funny. Oh, I really love this part where Kirishima's like, all right, guys, we're going to have to fight anyway. And Todoroki very politely asks Deku if he's going to join them. Like they're about to go to a fucking wine tasting or something. <laughs> he's like, would you care to join us in whooping some ass? And he's like, not paying any attention. Deku's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. This so there's, is bad. there's another layer of this that's really funny to me, uh, which is that Todoroki is aware of the fact that Deku can't use his powers without breaking his bones. <laughs> so, inviting so it's almost him to like join... a backhanded, like, hey, you want to join us even though you might get do you, in the way? Do you want to? I, I guess I should invite you um, if you want to. Like my um, my upbringing tells me I need to include everyone, but I really don't want to <laughs> tell you to join us. <laughs> I'm worried for your health, friend. <laughs> friend. The hand crusher. <laughs> the hand crusher. The hand crusher is worried about your health. <laughs> uh, it, so it's around this time that, that Shigaraki and Kurugiri decide they're going to redouble their efforts and they're going to rush All Might down. And All Might's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Where is oh, everybody? Shit, oh, shit, oh, oh, my shit. God. But wait, everyone. He's... Here comes Deku. Oh, Arm li- spaghetti. The line before legs spaghetti, uh, knees weak, arms legs spaghetti, vomit on a sweater already, mom spaghetti. So <laughs> more spaghetti. <laughs> so I thought what was funny here is that the line right before Deku appears just sort of appears in the situation. All Might thinks to himself, "I need backup," and then suddenly Deku, he's right there. Suddenly Deku, taking more cues from Bakugo. The suddenly. <laughs> yeah, and so he's aiming for Kurugiri. He wants to hit Kurugiri right where Bakugo got him earlier. And here comes the filter again. So I've noticed the filter always seems to pop up when Kurugiri's about to step in and fuck shit up. Yes. That's really when the filter pops up there, that orange and purple. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I won't fall for that again. Yep. And Shigaraki also saw it. And he is also ready. Oh, dude. Because he's unnaturally fast for whatever reason. So yeah, his hand extends through the portal. And Deku's like, I know that hand. Oh, shit. And it comes within mere millimeters of Deku's face. Yeah, he's like so close to touching Deku right in the face. But then a fucking literal bullet (laughs) rips through Shigaraki's palm. (laughs) An actual fucking hand. A bullet. An actual in this show full of superpowers where anything can happen. A fucking bullet. Somebody's powers. (laughs) No, one of the villains too I noticed when they start trying to fight back is like a machine gun for hands. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, if you have to come up with that many characters' powers, uh, bullets are going to be in there. I'll I'll give it to you. It's whatever. My superpower is gun. Oh, and it it's turns just out- like that. You said Deku's superpower is he can produce a gun at any point. Yeah, <laughs> that's new. That's what one for all is in my uh, in my uh, police academy AU. Oh my! God. It's just a very special gun. Is this really an AU? I'm 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 down. I mean, fucking, it lives in my in my mind. Oh, this is your 
AU. Yeah, it's my AU. It's my police academy AU. I'm sorry that I just laughed at that. With, uh, <laughs> with Commissioner Nezu and uh, Lieutenant Corporal All Might. Oh wow. Anyway, back snap back to reality. Whoop! There goes gravity. Uh, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> here. It comes. <laughs> Oh, it's the pros. They're here. And we, we get right back to you say run the big part. <laughs> and the uh, guy who's holding Kaminari hostage gets he gets shot in the blah, 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 shot in the fucking shoulder. That's what I meant to say. Good, and Jero and Momo are like snipe. Good for Snipe. He like he doesn't he 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 goes for non lethal shots with all these dudes. And that's something actually I was talking about with Patrick, because uh I I'm not gonna spoil anything from later on, but I mean he he shoots people with a fucking gun is his power. Mm-hmm. So talk about lethal quirks. But I think his quirk is like he has pinpoint accuracy. So he knows exactly where he's shooting. He can avoid. He's vitals. like he's like bullseye from Marvel is how I sort of interpret it is in that he can if he has a projectile weapon, he can hit whatever he wants to hit with it every time, mm-hmm. which is a cool power, I think. Yeah. Well, isn't that kind of similar to the power that you were thinking of? It is a actually bit. just a little bit. I mean, you're not using a fucking gun. You're. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could, though. Hat trick could use a gun if he wanted to. But <laughs> he probably doesn't want to because the thing is, his um, his quirk is more about reading probabilities. So he would know where to shoot to have the best probability of not killing anybody. But still, there'd probably still be a chance of it going wild or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, now the teachers are here. And- yeah, all the fucking pros, and it's it's rad. They look super cool. Nezu gives a little speech about how, I'm so sorry, we're late. And then Uraraka's like, it's Ida. And Tenya's like, your class rep has returned with reinforcements. <laughs> and I was like, and I love the position he's in. He's like, he's like hunched over with Presenting his elbows them. out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, what an entrance, dude. And we actually, I like that we get to see some of the teachers who, in the manga, they get more FaceTime later, mm-hmm. as, like probably in season three. Um, one of them... I don't, well, I don't know if saying his name would be a spoiler, but he's got... Uh, Is he the one who's carrying Nezu? Yeah, yeah, Brad. I don't think so. That's that's Blood King. I love yeah. Blood King. I think they call him Brad because it's like <laughs> the R and the L thing and it sounds like blood, but, it, you know. The first time I read it, I thought his name was just Brad King. <laughs> that's what I thought too. And then I was this like, This is oh, our wait. pro hero, Brad. <laughs> I had that same exact thought and I was like, wait a second. Brad, oh, blood. I've also seen his name translated as Vlad King and Vlad being yeah. as in Vlad the Impaler. Do you think he drives an Impala? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Do people drive? There's cars in this world, right? Uh, y- yes. Yeah, we've seen them. Yes. Yes. I believe there are cars. I don't know. I've not really paid attention because people can really just jump wherever they want. But yes, I believe there are cars. <laughs> There's tons of people who can just do whatever the hell they want. We don't need cars. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. This part with... This part okay. rules. <laughs> hey, hey. In the English dub, I heard them saying present mic. I don't know. Where did you hear really? somebody say present mic? I don't know. I just thought it's it sounded more... Cr- oh, I heard a, uh, a commentator on the internet say present okay. mic. Well, I have been hearing the character say present mic. But anyway, this part where he says like, <laughs> yeah, really loudly. Maybe. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video my longest yeah boy ever yes that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking of because he just takes in a huge breath and goes yeah and it's just like this huge yellow sound wave with the words stretching out and then all the villains are like oh my god 
Yeah, and I love the way they animate his quirk because it's, it's something so cool. sound you can't really animate sound. But they did a fantastic job of doing that. Uh huh. Like later during the final exam arc, when you see, get to see it more, it's just so cool because it really emphasizes how fucking loud he is. Yeah, he's insanely powerful because of his quirk. It's it's, it's almost just, inconquerable. It's just still kind of funny though because he's just going yeah with his hands on his hips and just standing there at the top of the steps i was like oh man and then we get to see ectoplasm which is one of the teachers oh, we haven't been introduced awesome. to yet and he produces like this huge like white blob from his mouth it turns into a bunch he of vapes clones. a bunch of clones out of his <laughs> he vapes mouth. a bunch of oh shit he could enter one of those vaping contests and just bitch watch this <laughs> <laughs> and then they vape and then he wins just vaping forever he won the vape olympics <laughs> the vape olympics so <laughs> so shigaraki and kurugiri are yeah. like tr they make one last desperate bid oh my god this is the part i was telling you about i laughed so fucking hard when i rewatched this earlier because i forgot what happened shigaraki's <laughs> like all right i guess that's game over we better live and he gets shot in the fucking legs and falls to the ground <laughs> And like, while he's on his way down, Snipe shoots him in both arms again. He got, like, he just drops to the fucking floor. <laughs> and I was like, what the f <laughs> All this time, nobody's been able to touch this dude, and Snipe's just like, bang, bang. Snipe is, like, the perfect counter to Shigaraki. Oh, dude, I was in tears i could not stop laughing at the fact that he just got shot in the fucking legs and falls over and kurigiri's like oh no and he like wraps oh, shit, around oh, shit, oh, shit. him but here comes 13 again 13 Damn, is still yeah, doing it fucking hanging in there yeah and before kurigiri and shigaraki make their big escape shigaraki looks over at all might with that fucking creepy, like, one eye peering through the mm -hmm. hand and says, I may have failed to kill you this time, but your days are numbered. Oh, shit. And so he promises, he makes yeah. a promise to All Might that he's going to fucking take him out. <laughs> My first thought day. to that was like, if it weren't for you and those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for those meddling pro heroes. I would have killed you from the start. Which one would be Scooby-Doo? Deku? Kirishima. Kirishima. <laughs> No, wait. Oh, oh shit. I'm trying to think. Kirishima and then, well, I guess then Bakugo would have to be Shaggy. <laughs> oh, Scoob. Oh, fuck. Like, a real hero always wins, Scoob. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of, like, a line that he would say in a Bakugo voice. <laughs> she damn Scoob. Nerd. Damn nerd, Scoob. <laughs> she <-nay. laughs> Die. Die. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's what happened. Woo. Uh, so the villains are gone. That's it. Um, all of the ones that are like low-ranking villains are going to get scooped up because uh, their leaders are gone. And uh, All Might, who is in this really cool like half-small form, I called it Semite. Semite. <laughs> uh, he acknowledges that without Deku, he would have been dead. And there's a really oh, cool God. shot of the it's two like of them. It's like a mirror image of when he first told Deku he could become a hero because he said, oh, you fuck. saved me again. And the first time he said that, like he said he saved him as in Deku inspired him to go beyond plus ultra. Yeah. This is a mirror image where Deku's on the ground again, crying and the sun is shining and all might, you see the half of him that's small, just like 
when he was small telling him in the second episode it's it's a really cool nod back to that second episode that is amazing and you know what you're you're right about it's not only mirrored in like a narrative sense the panel is literally flipped like yep. Odeku and All Might are on opposite sides from where they were in the, the first scene that you described there yep. that's really cool now I don't think they're playing you can be you can become a hero but they're still no. I mean there's plenty of references to it there well it's the wind down to um to you say run which has the same melody yeah so it's, there's kind of a little echo in there like deku deku was blaming himself for getting in the way again and all might's like dude you you don't no, even understand i would be dead without you my man he's like crying of course again so uh, it's one thing to be it's one thing to be told that you can be, achieve your dreams by your hero and it's another thing entirely for your hero to say to you you are my hero you saved me right man that's got this is a very good television show Knowing me, if that's what my hero said to me, I would be so full of stress after that point because I'd be yeah, like, I right? have, I'm up on a pedestal and I can never come back down. If I fail you, then I just, uh, I'm done for. That's it. I want to acknowledge something that happens after this. It's an extremely small moment. Uh, but do you remember the a couple episodes ago when Nezu and All Might were chatting in the teacher's lounge and Nezu did, did this very cute, like, scramble up onto the couch? Yeah. When, when, so he starts giving another little speech and he's riding on Blood King's shoulder. Oh, yeah. And Blood King picks him up to put him down. And he, whenever he gets picked up, he like extends all of his limbs out like a starfish. Oh my God. Like a child. Yeah. Oh my God. really funny. God, he's so fucking cute. He's just a cute little dude. He is. And so here's where like Midnight, Sniper, Nezu, they're kind of surveying the area. And Nezu's like, well, we got to bump up security, I guess. And, uh... Uh, Midnight's worried. Yeah, she is. Um, because she says that warping powers are rare but extremely effective. So, oh yeah, they, yeah, they, you're right. They have to figure out a way to to keep someone who has warp gate powers from getting back into the school. Yep. And uh, so then after that, um, I guess the Todoroki. Uh, he says, "God, I can't remember what Todoroki says." He, do you remember what he says here? Maybe something about how how strong the pros are. I'm not. Yeah, maybe either. something like that. But then uh, Kirishima goes to help Deku, and Deku's on the ground, like I can't move my legs, and then <laughs> yeah, I can't stand up. <laughs> fucking All Might's like, ah, oh, Kirishima, he's always trying to help his friends. Oh shit, he's gonna fucking see me. Fuck. <laughs> oh shit, I'm small. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> and so Deku's like, oh, oh shit. Also, fuck, don't come yeah. over here, please. <laughs> But then Cementos, one of the pro hero teachers, raises the fucking ground up to kind of build a wall between Kirishima and All Might and Deku. And he's like, hey, just leave the injured people to us. Go tell everybody to go back to the entrance. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then he goes back running to like Bakako and Todoroki. He's like, hey, guys, he's had to go back to the entrance. <laughs> Kirishima seems like he just likes being given a job. Yeah. he's. I he mean, likes having something to do. He's a hard worker and I love him. So, uh, what, a, what a upbeat kid. And All Might is like, uh, oh, All Might thanks Cementos, and Cementos reveals that he's a big fan. And then we get his uh, his comic book frame. He can control, um, I guess, is it just cement or is it just like the ground? They said it's he's really powerful in the concrete jungle. <laughs> it's kind of complicated because it's he says that he controls cement. But the ground's but he not controlled this here. ground yeah. also. So maybe it's just maybe it's like just sort of a general earth like rocky surfaces. Of, Could he just like yeah. control Kirishima? Well, no, oh, Kirishima I, can suck. just harden his body. 
Maybe he could control Tetsu Tetsu. Maybe. I don't know. All Might sort of... Yeah, this is a really cool little moment. Uh, he, he's talking to Cementos, All Might is, and he says, I had to act recklessly or I'd be dead right now. And then he turns to Deku as he says, goes to show how strong those villains were. And he's got this very serious look on his face. And then from there, that sort of uh, transitions us over to this abandoned <laughs> bar next to like a, a sauna, mahjong lounge. I don't know, but it's empty and it's got this nice ambient lighting. And then all of a sudden this here comes a warp gate and just Rocky on the ground, bleeding everywhere. A pile of bleeding arms and legs emerges. He's like, he shot me in both arms and legs. <laughs> Dang. Now he knows Deku's plight. Now he can. Yeah, he gets it now. Once again, we we're making the connections between Deku and Shigaraki, except Shigaraki had bullets in his arms. <laughs> so the the boss is was like already on a video call when these guys arrived. Yeah, because uh, Shigaraki boss. was like, "You were wrong, master," and the voice from the TV. Yeah, the yeah, voice yeah. from the TV is like, "No, you you just you just fucked up." We should have just been more prepared. And then we hear another voice that sounds extremely familiar. Yeah, familiar voice says, you know, something about Nomu and how they weren't able to recover Nomu and what a, what a pain that was because they they put they spent so much time creating Nomu. And they said, "Well, at least we failed under the cheap name of the League of Villains instead of our own." And I'm like, "You're Ouch. Oh, oh, oh. I don't want to I don't want to spoil who we think that voice belongs to, but you and I are in agreement. Well, of course, and if you you can probably figure it out based yeah. on you can probably at least come to an, a a guess based on the context clues provided by the show so far. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe. But uh, it's really cool. You'll 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 like finding out what happens here, I promise. But then Shigaraki says, "Oh yeah, there was a kid there who tried to protect All Might and he was just as fast as him." And one of the voices is like, "Oh, Mm. You don't say. That's and, interesting. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you know what? This was not a futile effort because now we have more information. So you can take all the time you need, gather all the elite villains, and I have to wait in the shadows. Mm -hmm. So you'll have to be like the face of evil for me. <laughs> and the next so time the world's going to be afraid of you. So what's going on here, it seems, is that Shigaraki is kind of being groomed for villainy by somebody. Yeah. I mean, he's calling this person master. He's calling him master. And in the original, uh, the, in the in the Japanese dub, he refers to him as sensei, which means teacher. So Shigaraki has this has this really interesting relationship going on with this disembodied voice. I think Shigaraki is, is a super interesting character. I'm, he's despicable and, and horrifying, but it's so interesting to see like where he's coming from and what his relationships to the other characters oh, yeah. on his side are because he's like, Kurogiri is like his keeper. And then you've got this disembodied voice that is his teacher and his master. So he's being pulled in a lot of different directions, but also being given like the freedom to essentially do whatever he wants. Which has got to be one of the big key factors in why he's so fucked up. Yeah. So <clears throat> we go so, back yeah. to the USJ <laughs> and uh, the police are counting the kids to make sure that everybody's there except for the boy who broke all of his arms and legs. This is, this is a cute little scene. Like this very normal human policeman is counting the children. 
Yeah. Uh, and they are all fine. Uh, everybody's good. The kids start talking amongst each other. It's very, very cute. They're all doing stuff like, where were you? I was over here. Toru goes up to Ojiro. She's like, man, I heard you were fighting by yourself. You were just such a good fighter. And he's like, yeah, I didn't know that I was alone. And where were you? She's like, oh, I was in the landslide zone with Todoroki. And Todoroki's back is just to them. And he never, oh, ever like, oh, looks fuck. over. But he's like, oh, my God, I had no idea that she was there. <laughs> I almost killed my classmate. <laughs> I could have frozen somebody. Um, and Aoyama is doing... <laughs> Aoyama's like going around to everybody like, I bet you didn't know where I was. He's like, guess where I was. Guess where I was. Hey, Sue. What? Guess where I was. Where were you? It's a secret. <laughs> and she goes, okay. Okay. <laughs> She's not interested. I took a picture of that on the my, on my screen just for you so I can <laughs> send it to you. <laughs> Because he's like, he sparkles he every time pose. he asks somebody. And he's still standing like that when she goes over to ask about Mr. Aizawa. <laughs> like, okay, Aoyama, whatever. Speaking of Aizawa, um, oh, yeah. they think he's going to be okay. But what the, what the policeman says about him is horrifying. His orbital floor was almost completely destroyed. So they don't know if his eyesight's going to be impaired or what. And by the uh, way, the orbital floor is like... It's like the the part of your skull bones that your eyes basically rest on. It's like beneath your, it's like above your cheekbones. Yeah. So the facial fracturing that this dude went through is seriously, is just very serious. Ugh. And it sounds very bad. And his whole face is wrapped and up. And they ask about 13 and we see 13's spacesuit hanging up. But we never get to see 13's face. They have her like strategically hidden behind her, mat or her spacesuit but you can see her That's feet so interesting i really want to know what's going on with her because there is a body in the bed like you can see that there's something under the covers yeah which everybody knows our our guess is that it's three dogs <laughs> on each other's just, just three corgis standing on each other's back oh no <laughs> with a sheba on top um but but she's Work. gonna be fine she's yeah. gonna be okay and All Might's um, going to be fine. Deku's going to be fine. Really, the only person that got super fucked up was Aizawa. And, and Shigaraki. Oh, and Shigaraki. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine until fine I took a that. bullet to the knee. <laughs> uh. So then we get to meet one of the police officers, Sansa. Oh, my God. I love Sansa. So, yeah, the police, the normal policeman tells Sansa to round the kids up and take them back to class. And Sansa is a normal human man who just has a cat quirk. And and Mina and Uraraka are like, oh my god, it's so cute. Look at his bell. That little exchange is so fun, and I, I love I love that the delivery on the line. Oh, look at his bell! Is so nice. That's exactly how I would have said it to you. Oh my god, yeah. that's there's a cat that's been in my neighborhood that has a little blue bell on its collar, mm -hmm. and it w walks around. And the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, look at your bell! It's so cute. So I was like, <laughs> oh shit, I feel it, man. Kitties. If I had a cat quirk, I would definitely lean into it and like the ladies, you know, like wear, hey wear ladies, meow, meow, <laughs> meow. What if you got punched in the shoulder and meow? <laughs> okay, that was a bad one. That was really bad. Ignore me. Hey, you know I'm I'm I praise your effort. If you want to workshop that one and bring it back, they're next not episode. all winners, and I acknowledge that, and that makes me better as a person. <laughs> because I can develop. It's just like the show. My quirk is making bad jokes. You know what? I might as well be that one. 
you're Miss Joke. I'm Miss Joke. My name is Emmy, and I make jokes all the time. <laughs> there is a there is a hero. If you don't know what we're talking about, a pro hero um, who's not really super important. So I guess it's not really much of a spoiler. I mean, There's she. I don't hero. know if she's going to become like a bigger character later on or not. We see her a few uh, times. Her name is Miss Joke, and her power is like if she can make you laugh. She gets some kind of advantage over you or something she, like that? Her, her power is making people laugh and that it impairs their cognitive abilities. Ah, so, so she, you get dumb. She makes people laugh. Like, she can make them laugh. I don't know if, I don't know if she's made Aizawa laugh. She used to work with Aizawa. But yeah, her I'm name is sure Emmy. I'm not sure Aizawa can laugh. I don't think he has the, <laughs> the ability. Capacity. Okay, he, he can smile. We know that. <laughs> but I've never actually seen him, like, laugh. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, no. I just came up with it. I here's here's the project recast Seinfeld with Hero Academia character. Oh, no. I will start. Aizawa is George, <laughs> and present Mike is Kramer. Oh no! Okay, then um, <laughs> Elaine can be Miss Joke, probably. I mean, and Jerry, the bad dancing All Might. Who's Jerry's All Might? There you go. That's the sitcom I want. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. So, so back to business. Bakugo can't stop thinking about Deku. He's he's very preoccupied. Yeah, but I like that Kirishima's like, "Hey man, we got to go back to class." And instead of just like yelling, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, stupid." I know. Yeah, you dummy. He, he still has like, to call my, him a name, but he doesn't like yell. My dumb best friend, who I love. But my, my stu- that that should be like their spinoff show. My dumb best friend, who I love, and it's just a show about <laughs> Bakugo and Kirishima. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh so we cut into the nurse's office where no Deku and all might are rec- no, no, oh, no 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 before that i'm gonna have to call bullshit on this next okay. part because okay. um uh, suguchi is that the name of the police officer mm-hmm. one of the cops says we apprehended somebody that we believe is part of the villain's operation he was in a wooded area nearby and it's fucking nomu i'm gonna call nearby? bullshit nearby nearby they said nearby. He flew so far away that he, we couldn't see him. Ex- and he was still ascending. Right? I'm like, now, excuse me for a second here. How long have you all been looking? Who, like, wh- I don't know. I, I don't know how this happened. But I'm calling he bullshit. He should be in, like, the next continent. Exactly. He should be on the moon. <laughs> what are you doing in the woods and so he's chained up and being escorted by the police and uh, apparently they're following all he's following directions yeah he's he's quiet but he's listening to what they're doing he's not hostile and so um suguchi's hey like hey nomu nomu nezu can we like do some police stuff in the school and he's like yeah sure whatever go for it uh so then we go to the nurse's office. I just had to point out that part because I'm like, that. Okay, that's, yeah, that's important. That is stupid as fuck. There's no way that you guys just happened to stumble upon this thing close by. I had, I had one of my one of my uh, units was on vacation in China, <laughs> and they found this dude in Italy, somewhere up in like the mountains in like uninhabitable Russia. One of our <laughs> men found this duck beaked thing. <laughs> And figured it was part of this. If okay. you saw Nomu and you were a cop, <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like, oh, uh, how much do I get paid again? <laughs> Enough to deal with this bullshit? I don't know. <laughs> so in the nurse's office, uh, Deku and All Might are recovering, and uh, Tsukauchi arrives, and Deku's like, whoa, 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 oh, don't, All Might, what are you doing? 
And, no, and it's Omar's like, oh, like man, no, this cool. guy's cool. This guy's cool. We're he's friends. in the club. <laughs> he's in the club. <laughs> he knows the most secret of the password. Of the <laughs> and uh, so they talk about, you know, how the other kids are doing. Um, oh, my God. You know. And I love how, like, All Might is too big for the bed. So his feet are sticking up on the rails. <laughs> yeah. Even when he's small, he's too, he's too big his for the bed. His feet are just, like, up on top of the end of the bed. It's it's one of those like small things. I was like, that's cute. <laughs> but uh yeah, so All Might here is talking about um oh god. He's mentioning how these kids have had to had to deal with this thing that yeah. no other crop of first years has ever had to deal with and how it's going to make them stronger in the end. Yeah, and he's like those villains made a mistake by attacking these kids. Mm-hmm. You can mark my words. They're going to become great heroes. And then Every every He's kid. kind of saying that to Deku. I, I know, think. and then you get to see like every kid, like it's playing like the dramatic "You can be a hero" song, and every kid this gets part their almost still made frame. me cry a little bit. I cried. I cry, you know, the drop of a hat with this show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's just it's so it's so wonderful, and I like that there's a shot of Bakugo and Kirishima and Kaminari all walking mm. together. I'm like, oh mm. look, they are friends. The boy squad. The boy squad. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I lo- I would love to see just a spinoff show of them in college as roommates together. It'd be the yeah, best. Yeah, those three specifically are fun, and I like their energy. Like, Kaminari gets mad that one of them's not paying rent, so he just, like, fries their Xbox. <laughs> Kirishima does all the dishes because he's the only one who I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, like... He's the one who keeps the chores done and the and, house tidy. And though, nobody is allowed in Bakugo's room for any reason. So I will say, though, Bakugo's really good at vacuuming, as we found out. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just a really cool moment. It's it's that same refrain of you can be a hero as when All Might said to Deku in episode two, you can be a hero. And we get still shots of all the kids with these very determined looks on their faces. It's so um, cute. And then it's just an amazing moment. It pans and out from the school with the light shining behind it. The sunset, the purples and oranges. But this time it's a happy purple and orange. Yeah. And I think I think this season right here, if if the show had never been renewed, would still on its own be like an incredible one unit of television. Yeah, I would still be starved for more, but I do think that oh, it holds its own. Because I'd be like, well, what are they going to do now? They just started school. <laughs> and what's cool here is that during the credits and the ending, instead of the usual ending animation, um, that it sort of recaps the whole series yes. up to this point. And I'm really glad that I watched the episode twice today because the first time I forgot that there was a post-credits mm-hmm. preview. And so when I saw the second time... We get to see a character who doesn't show up until later mm-hmm. in season two, yep. which I thought was kind of strange that they showed that preview now, but where there's like, it's nighttime and atop one of the skyscrapers in the city, like, of course, this is where some, you know, new villain's going to be hanging out or of standing on, or hunched over on top of a skyscraper, but you get to see this wild, like, 80s hair metal hairdo with a scarf and and ninja turtle swords and shit he's extremely and, heavy metal and not heavy metal and, like the music genre and then, heavy metal like the 80s schlock yeah just heavily covered in metal <laughs> that too <laughs> i he was is, thinking he literally that, he's covered in we a hear lot a little of metal. narration from deku who says that this was terrible but the worst was yet to come and the creepy dude licks his lips with this nasty looking tongue Ooh, ew, his tongue is like 
the length of eaten. a full it's bumpy, snake. It's, it's disgusting. Uh, it's just like if a toad was just and a then tongue. The, of course it says on the screen, uh, you know, season two coming soon. And it you're right. It is interesting that they choose to use this character to sort of tease season two. But yeah, because season two does not start off with this character. Well, the marketer within me, the 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 marketing person living deep within my body and brain, uh, the guess that he has is that this character is an extremely popular character in the fandom. And so yes. showing him as a preview would be a good way to secure like investor confidence in a second season. That and at the risk of, you know, semi spoiler, he is a, he's a big catalyst for a lot for of sure. stuff. For sure, he's a very important character. Yeah, but That's season 1, y'all. That's season oh, 1 yeah. of My Hero Academia, one of the best uh seasons of anime I've watched in a long time. And season two is still phenomenal. Holy shit. Season two is packed full of stuff. Like in hindsight, I'm because I was season showing Patrick gigantic. more of season two today because he hasn't finished it. You, you know. He hasn't? No. Oh, well, man. he hasn't watched it as religiously as I do. Well, I'd he's probably... in he's in for a treat because there it's just there's what I love about My Hero Academia. And I, I feel like we can talk about this a little bit is that the show is able to accomplish in short arcs what takes a lot of shonen anime long like season long arcs to do you know what i mean yeah it takes all of the good parts of the fight sequences and the storytelling and condenses it mm-hmm. into something that is like it keeps your attention but it doesn't feel like some like attention deficit for sure like nightmare you know it's a, it moves about as fast as it can move without it feeling rushed which is yeah. perfect and i know that i've read some complaints from people that they think it is too rushed like i think there were either that, comments on funimation or crunchyroll or somewhere where somebody was like oh they just felt like it went too fast and i'm like bitch have you seen dragon ball like <laughs> the original dragon ball z and dragon ball come back and tell me that this was too rushed because yeah for sure dude. after that this will be such a like a breath of fresh air i just because let's put this in perspective we were in the usj for three episodes and then like two minutes of one other episode yeah and it still felt like a long time and it was an enormous like really really impactful arc too so uh, season two uh, we'll get started on next week uh, yes. And that is a 25 episode season instead of a 13 episode season. Oh shit, you're right. And if you guys are interested too, they don't. I mean, we're not going to cover this in an episode, but there's an episode 13.5 that just kind of recaps all of season one. Yeah, it's like don't don't forget all this stuff happened. All of this stuff happened. It's just kind of one of those like since season two didn't come out right away, here's all the things that you might have forgotten about. You know, one of one of those. We might even get one before season three starts. Like a that would be sweet. Honestly. Like here's all the stuff that happened before this, so you guys are Just remembering. Recap all the super cool shit from season two. Yeah, I can think of like three gigantic things in season two that I would love <sighs> to see. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for like post recap part of the episode, I had suggested kind of like talking about some of our favorite characters in anime in general, and we don't yeah. have to exclude my hero academia because i know that a couple of my top favorites are in my hero academia but uh, it's so amazing to me that this show so quickly unseated like all my previous favorites right oh my <laughs> like, god immediately when i started watching it i was like this is an incredible program i'm gonna be falling in love with this i know it yeah i even have a favorite character for 
Oh, it's not even an anime. It's from a game, but oh yeah, yeah. Video games are anime. Some video games. It might as well. I mean, it's a Korean video game. It's not even really a video game. It's a phone game. What is? Oh, is it? Is it? Um, Mystic, uh, Messenger? Mystic Messenger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I knew a girl who I used to work with who talked to me. Who fucking really was obsessed with it. Really? Oh yeah, man, she that's would, so great. She would always tell me which which is the one that you're bringing. Seven oh seven. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be seven oh seven because she's always talking about seven oh seven. He, he sounds is really a funny. meme lord, dude. He is like he's fantastic. Like I, he's like the hacker, right? He's the hacker. He's got red hair. He wears these glasses that are like yellow and or yellow and black striped, kind of like caution tape sort Ooh. of. Uh, but yeah, just all the jokes that he says when you're in a chat room with him crack me up because he's so stupid and silly he's that character that's like masking his depression with memes and jokes and i'm like man i feel that i've never watched or i've never played a game like mystic messenger well it wouldn't really be up your alley i imagine you don't think so it's an atome game what is it it, what is that the maiden mean? games they're like oh it's like one of the dating sim games oh i love there's, those what are you talking about there's still a good story to it though but yeah you're the whole point of the game is you're this girl who somehow ends up living in this secret apartment that also okay spoiler alert if you've not played the game and you want to play it don't listen to this part just hey, like, heavy spoilers for just, mystic messenger skip ahead like 10 seconds there's a bomb in the apartment and <laughs> the bomb's going to go off and you're going to die, <coughs> potentially. So that's one of the bad endings is that the bomb goes mm. off. Uh, but uh -oh. 707 has a twin brother who is part of this like evil corporation that's being run secretly by uh, a character in the game that everybody thought was dead. And uh, 707 starts off as like the super happy, funny character who's obsessed with one of the guy's cats and he's always making jokes and shit. And then he gets like super serious, like very Sundere, where he starts pushing you away and being a dick. And he's like, you know, nobody should get close to me because he and his brother had to be separated at birth and he's awful. He's a hacker. He can't get close to anybody. They're going to get hurt and die. But I just like his... His personality, like the, the this, joking, stupid parts. <laughs> this is like a dating game. Yeah, it is. It is. But it's with bombs and and drama. I a lot of dating games do that shit. There's one I played called um, Oz Mafia, where you're a girl who wakes up with no memories, and you're in a place called I think it's called Oz, but it's like they're all Wizard of Oz characters. Or like fairy tale characters, so you can date the scarecrow or the lion or the tin man. Oh. You can also date this guy Caesar, who's like a wolf. He's leader of like a wolf pack, and there's a few other characters in it. But it is like super in depth, though. Like I still have not finished this game because of how many different stories you can go through. There's Robin Hood. Uh, man, who else is there? There's little. There's Red Riding Hood, but he's actually a boy, and he's a sniper. <laughs> oh, my it's God. Like, yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, no, 707, yeah. I think, is a good what, what's, what's one of your favorite characters, Max? So one of my favorite characters in anime, um, probably the last anime that I got comparably excited about to My Hero Academia was Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann when I was around 18, yeah, 19 I've years old. Yeah, I've heard about Gurren Lagann. It's a really cool show. 
And it has like kind of a similar ethos going on where um, th- one of the main points is uh, the, 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 the sort of elevator pitch for the show is that like at the beginning, the starting situation is that everyone, humanity lives underground and most people don't even believe that there is a surface. Yeah. Except I've seen, one... I think the first couple episodes about this. And so our hero is this, is this little kid named Simon and his, his best friend Kamina. Who, who's who's his bro- soul brother they call each other bro um because they're like <clears throat> they're not related but they're brothers you know just like Kamen, and, or uh, kirishima and bakugo <laughs> and so they, they set out on a journey to free all of humanity from being trapped underground and it becomes this whole deal about how like you know they were put there for their safety essentially um it's about freedom and knowledge and the advancement of civilization and the dangers of of advancing civilization and what technology is it's a cool show um, and essentially the heart of it is, you know, your choices are what make the world run. So you have to make good choices and you have to believe in yourself. Well, that's a good message. That's just like um, this, just like my Hero Academia. And the character that I love in this show is this guy named Keaton. How do you spell and it? Keaton is, n- sorry, what? How do you spell it? I want to look him up. He's K-I-T-T-A-N. And he's kind of like the Bakugo of the series. <laughs> and he's just hot-headed and brash. Oh, and he's, God. And he like makes... He makes, you know, he's very decisive, but he, nobody like nobody really listens to him. He even looks like Bakugo. He even looks a little bit like Bakugo. And the he reason I like, like Keaton so much is because he spends like the whole show being second fiddle to Kamina, mm. basically, because Kamina is the same. He's very brash and he's very decisive, but he has this sort of first force of personality going on where everybody listens to him and everybody acknowledges his legitimacy. Doesn't something it, happen? Yeah, something happens. Kamina doesn't make it through the whole show. Yeah. Um, but, but the show is really, it's really about Simon and, and, he, and his character development needs that. So it's, it, it, it's a good moment. You should watch the show. I apologize if that's a spoiler, but. Well, I already knew that. Yeah. Well, I'm talking to, you know, oh. our viewers, they should watch the show. It is very good. Um, it has some kind of not super great. It's Gynax. So there's, there's a couple of things that are in there that are, that you can count on that are a bit gratuitous. Oh, fan service. Oh, there's a little bit of gratuitous fan service. Um, you can yeah. you can if you can stomach that I reckon I recommend Gurren Lagann and Keaton has this amazing moment towards the end of the show where he sort of realizes that he's yeah he's he has a lot of similar qualities to Kamina but he la- what he lacks is the um is the conviction to put his ideals before himself you know before his ego and he has this amazing moment near the end of the series where he does that he puts um he puts his ego aside for his convictions and he ends up saving everybody at great cost and it's a, a truly incredible moment Aww. and it uh it reminds me of the phrase that it, that's it, written by william shakespeare i think it's in 12th night some are born great some achieve greatness and some have greatness thrust upon them and keaton is uh the third keaton finds himself in a situation where he he has to step up and he's the only one who can step up and he does and it's cool oh that's awesome well, Did you I have might any have others? To, I do. I do have a couple. Um, do a so, quick run through. Yeah. So I have like a top three right now. Someone who's always going to have a special place in my heart just because I've, you know, I've talked about this show plenty. Yu Yu Hakusho, but Hiei is one of my like top favorite characters of all time. Now, Hiei is the little dude with the black hair. Right? <laughs> the little dude. Yeah. Hiei is, uh, I think canonically four foot ten without his hair oh my god he is a very little man he has 
super small. Uh, his hair probably makes him like five foot two or something. Like his hair is pretty big. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I've always liked that character. The, the Sindere trope, you know, that I'm so cruel and evil and hard to get close to on the outside, but I really care about my friends. Uh, but Hie is just one of those characters that I really love. He's, he's powerful. He, you know, he has his own sense of justice and a, a moral code that he lives by. Not to the extent that Kuabara has like his manly man code, but Hie, yeah. <laughs> Hie definitely believes in his honor. And, you know, uh, I think further into the seasons, uh, in season four, when they're about to have like this demon tournament arc, uh, he, uh, is introduced to Makuro, who is one of the three demon lords um, who kind of wants Hiei to be her right-hand man. She wants him to fight on her behalf uh, because she was a slave and she was able to escape from slavery and become just like this ruthless killing machine. And similarly, he was abandoned as a child because he was... um, the product of his mother breaking the laws of her people because his mother is an ice demon and they live only on this like floating city of ice with just other female ice demons. They think that men are just like bad news. They'll come in and try to kill everybody, ruin everything. And the only time that a male child is born is if a woman has slept with a man and that's how, you know, a boy is born. That's the only way that they can give birth to a boy. So Mm. they throw him off the top of the city to die and he ends up living and he's, you know, living his whole whole life seeking revenge and everybody is just abandoning him and nobody loves him. I'm like, aw. But eventually he and Makuro kind of bond over their, you know, mutual hatred for everybody abandoning them and never caring. But I don't know. He's just always held a special place in my heart. But, uh, you know, in uh, recent times, one of my other favorite characters has been Elias Ainsworth. So have you taken any oh. any time to start watching The Ancient Megas Bride? No, not yet. Oh, <laughs> God, it's so good. So I've been keeping up with the manga, but now that the show has been released, I highly recommend that people watch it because the anim- the animation and the music and the voice work, like everything so far in the show has been fabulous, especially the most recent episode, the fairy queen. It's just, it's beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of super, um, <coughs> Hayao Miyazaki influences. It looks like when it comes to like the, uh, animation choices and the music choices, but Elias is like a, not, not even human, not a fairy, not really anything. He's just, he's just kind of this, mage who exists and he's got like a wolf bone face with these horns and he purchases Chisei who's a human that she's called a slave Vega and she can like make magic from herself like she can just produce it but she doesn't really know how to control it so like she draws in all sorts of magical like fairies and other beings that just want to use her power And uh, he wants to teach her how to use her magic. But at the same time, he wants to learn from her, like, empathy. He's like, I can Hmm. understand why things affect humans the way that they do, but I can't empathize with them. I can't feel their pain. I can't feel their happiness. I can't really connect to them 
in a way that I want to connect to them. And he's like, I've been alive for hundreds of years and have not figured out, you know, these feelings. He's like, so I just, you know, instead of having people be afraid of me all the time, I want a human to be here to actually like teach me. So maybe I can learn these things and be more human, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to it, but I think that he is like a, as far as, you know, unique characters go, I think he is a sort of a breath of fresh air for me because he's not really a human character in, in an anime. He's just, hmm. he's very different. Uh, what you got some other ones either from, yeah. Um, or... so, uh, I, I have a similar format going on where I got one that's re- more recent and one that's less recent. Yeah. And one, my classic one is just Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> I love that dude. And, and I learned recent, like just in my rewatch of Dragon Ball Z Kai, I'm learning that Vegeta is very like, um, when I was a kid, I, I liked Goku a lot and I was way more into Goku as a character than I was to Vegeta. Cause I thought Vegeta's just a butthead. <laughs> but the thing is, Goku is like, Goku is an okay hero, but he fucking, <laughs> he just sort of stumbles into being the strongest guy ever. Yeah. Whereas Vegeta's whole journey is about, you know, him needing to prove to himself and to everyone else that he's the strongest. Oh man. He's like Bakugo and Goku's Deku. Yeah, dude, it's the same. It's the same. I mean, this relationship has existed in Shonen fighting <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, but what I love about Vegeta is that he always finds a way to do it. He finds a way to 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 get ahead of Goku, however he can. Um, and and even though Goku always does eventually outpace him, he's always there working. He's I'm so invested in Vegeta's emotional journey, and Goku is like barely taking an emotional journey at all. Man, Goku an, is oblivious. Yeah, Goku's totally oblivious. He fights because he likes fighting. And sometimes um, the fact that he likes to fight and wants to win means that the world gets saved. But he's not necessarily in it to save the world. Yeah, I I, I love Goku. Don't get me wrong, but he's stupid as fuck, man. He's a dumb ass. He is and emotionally oblivious, even to his own fucking wife. Vegeta's dumb too, but there's something more interesting about him. I just think he's a more interesting character than Goku. Yeah. Uh, his motivations are more interesting. Um, and the second one that I wanted to bring in uh, was, uh, it, this is a little calmer, it's Yuri from Yuri on Ice. Oh my God, yay! I just really like him. He's just a really nice kid. I mean, I, and I like the the journey he goes on. And I don't know, watching Yuri on Ice gives me this very warm, just this warm, fuzzy feeling. Dude, that's why you need to finish it. Because, epi- yeah. okay, episode <laughs> 10 and episode 12... I should take them. Okay, episodes 7, 10, and 12 are the best ones of that show. Like, for for various reasons. Episode 12, I watched it with Lauren. And she can attest to this. Like, I grabbed a pillow and was just, like, screaming, crying into the pillow with, like, how excited and pumped I was for that episode. I did not know what these ice skating terms were before the show. <laughs> so... <laughs> So like as I'm like sitting there screaming like I'm watching the fucking Olympics, it was fantastic. And Yuri's character development is awesome because you get to see him having like full blown panic attacks. Like you get to see what that's like as Mm -hmm. a performer and seeing his relationship with Victor develop where Victor like is like a dumb baby trying to teach Yuri how to 
you know, do things and Victor doesn't know how to fucking teach somebody. It's like all might, you know, he's like, I can be your coach. Wow. I don't know how hard this was going to be. I didn't know how, how bad it was until I started. Fuck. <laughs> but from that show, I like Yurio a lot too, because he is, he's cool. He is a motivated little dude, man. Mm-hmm. Like for a 15 year old kid who's kind of making his way through the ice skating scene. He's great. He's, He's definitely Bakugo on ice, for sure. <laughs> Bakugo on ice. <laughs> that's the now. See, that's the show I want. Let's do. Let's Bakugo. get that AU going too, where it's where it's Deku being coached by All Might. Ooh, but then ooh, actually, <laughs> I'm stopping myself right now. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, <laughs> before we go down that road. <laughs> yeah, let's not go down that one. Um, thanks for listening to Plus Ultra. <laughs> oh, something. Okay, here's what I wanted to ask you about. So Patrick had mentioned this. Um, we were watching some of the episodes of uh, My Hero Academia, and he was like, "What if he was like is okay? I, I don't want to spoil the episode, but what if there was a character that was fighting Aizawa, and they were just showing him mirrors? Would Aizawa just like erase <gasps> his quirk of being able to erase quirks?" Oh, like it would go weird. away like if he blinks like how would that work does well, he just avoid looking in mirrors is that why he looks so like rack here's my here's my can he focus on more than one person at no a time? i think he has to i think he has to focus on one at a time but well like when he was fighting the villains they didn't know whose quirk he was erasing yes and i think he was only able to do one at a time but then again no yes. no maybe he can do more than one because well here's the thing here's what i would what i would say to that is because he can only the quirk is only erased while his eyes are open right yeah when you just blink well if he's erasing his own quirk is anything actually happening and then he blinks and then the effect is over like, i would imagine it wouldn't it wouldn't trip him up that much i mean you know what i mean like because because he'd really only be erasing the effect he's having on himself yeah I'm like, oh, that's a that's a good point though. I've never actually seen him look into a mirror before. I don't know. So, that's an interesting interesting thing. If you guys want to sure talk about it, about this. yeah, just go right ahead. I like to hear fan theories. Give us your fan theories on what would happen if Aizawa looked at himself. <laughs> uh, and, and how uh, would you right like to, to see Bakugo on ice? Right, write to us about your AUs where Bakugo is a figure skater and. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and tell us what your favorite episode from season one was. I'd like to hear that. Oh yeah. I think everybody's is probably going to be twelve, but yeah, twelve. Maybe was, somebody else will have a different one. <laughs> twelve is great, and episode four also. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shit, man. <sighs> well, fucking thanks for watching or listening to Plus Ultra. Uh, I and had watching, a lot of fun with this were, one. And watching, looking at me through my window. I don't know. That's weird. If that's the case, they've only heard half the conversation. That's true. Uh, our music, our intro and outro music is by Rich Adi B. He's on YouTube. Uh, he's on Patreon. He's on Twitch. He does a lot of really great music. And he was very, very gracious to allow us to use this song without, you know, any any contracts or agreements or anything like that. Cool dude. Uh, and the art for the show, hey. drumroll, was, was drawn by Emmy. Yay! You can find me at Crispy Lewis on Tumblr. I post a lot of my Hero Academia stuff and other fun things and dumb. You do. Things. I recently started Tumblr up again, and I follow almost exclusively Hero Academia blogs. Yeah, it took me a while to Beach. realize who this person was that was tagging me in my Hero Academia. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Do I have like a fan?" And I was like, "Wait a minute, 
that that name sounds like a very max name <laughs> that's something that max would come up with huh well, uh, if you if you like this show, you can try our other shows out, uh, ZenkaiBoost.com and InsanelyHaunted.com, where we review uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai and the Travel Channel reality show Ghost Adventures. Both of them are pretty good time, I, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Do, do you want to do any plugs or anything before we wrap this up? Um, No. <laughs> I'm telling cool. a blank. Well, uh, next episode, we'll be talking about first episode of season two. Yes. Yes. Finally. Finally. We'll get a new uh, intro, y'all. New intro, new ending, new everything. New outlook on life. Yeah. But uh, thanks again for listening. My name is Max Newman. And my name's Emmy Linders. Until next time, remember to go beyond... Plus, Plus Ultra! Ultra!